Hello and welcome to Rad Rolls. Uh, this is the kind of prequel to our campaign two that we are launching in a few weeks. I have a small cast of our normal guests here and we'll be getting more as we go along each week. But before we began the campaign as a whole, uh, I wanted to build a world unique to Fallout uh, for this campaign, too. We had done New Orleans, which was kind of like a dream of, oh, I would love it if there was a Fallout game in New Orleans. Uh, this campaign, I wanted to be specific to us. I wanted this to be a core group effort of coming up with this world and so um, we're going to start with a different kind of game uh, this game is called the quiet year and it's before we get to fallout 2d20 and play all that we're gonna build the world together um, and it's gonna be done in a few different parts so this first episode is gonna be covering uh, some of the basics of the world and then as we get more people in we're gonna start um, creating a lot of different scenarios building out locations doing a lot of this stuff and then like wrapping it back up in a cloud of mystery together that we'll go, go and um, explore. So what is a quiet year? Uh, the quiet year is a map drawing game together. You play as a community rebuilding after the collapse of civilization. Your decisions will define the values and future of this community, and these decisions will get added to a map which is constantly evolving. This map blends literal cartography with symbols, creating a rich visual record of land and people. Players collaborate to steer the fate of the community, while also including problems and tensions along the way. What do you need to play The Quiet Year? Uh, the Quiet Year is a game that's going to take two to four players. I think by the end of this, we'll probably have five or six players, uh, three to four hours. So I would budget probably it'll be on the four hour side because we're really going to go through it all. Uh, in addition, you'll need a blank piece of paper to draw the map. That's digital. A few pins or pencils, a couple of index cards, six small dice, 20 contempt tokens, a deck of Quiet Year cards, in the turn summary card uh, so all that supplies is actually digital for us here at rad rolls we're in, living in the future uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on to preparing your space so we've cleared our table of space of any unnecessary objects i feel like that this guide that i'm reading is really putting us in a meditative stance so mm -hmm. i hope everybody's <laughs> feeling real relaxed um we, namaste namaste <laughs> Uh, we've separated our deck into four suits, each in its own stack. Uh, and we're placing a blank piece of paper in the center of the table. Uh, this will be available for you um, pretty much once we finish this first little piece of it, um, along with all the supplies that we talked about. So a full-length game of The Quiet Year can take up to four hours, and if you prefer to play a shorter game, we're not. Uh, you can remove five cards from each suit. But make sure you have certain cards in there. So we're going to be playing the full game. We're going to be playing all of the suites of cards that we have, all of the different scenarios, all of the different situations. So chapter two is surveying. So for surveying, uh, the opening story is going to differ from what we have listed in the quiet year. Um, what we're going to start this community in is the bombs dropping. So at the end of the, or beginning, uh, both the end and the beginning of the Great War, 
bombs drop and fall in America. Um, they fall on a lot of the major uh, resources that we have, a lot of the major cities. Um, they're dropping everywhere, creating the world that we know as fallout. Um, it, it's completely and totally decimates a lot of the population, except for those people, as we know, that went on to survive in uh, the vaults. But the thing about the bombs dropping is sometimes they're going to miss places. Um, one of the places that they ended up missing is actually at the geographic center of America. Like if you chase the north, south, east, west points and just put lines to the center of America, it creates a small space um, in Kansas that our game will be taking place. Now, this small town of about 3,000 people in Kansas, um, they are a... Uh, tourist trapping kind of zone like this town would not exist if the geographic society decided that there was like a four points the united states and this is where they all connected like it is a town based around that single fact um that some like touristy kitschy kind of like american like colonial maybe civil war um maybe like the, the you know those 1800s like technology um you know the world's fairy type folks have come in like it, it's it's kind of like a really rink-a-dink cultural center of america um in 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 the definition and the literal sense of it uh so that's kind of the opening is is the bombs <coughs> dropping um so i have listed on here that we have a map so before playing we're going to establish some landscape and as we play we're going to update this map to reflect new discoveries, conflicts, and decisions. The map will blend literal cartography with symbols. We won't write words on it, but like common symbols are fine. So you're not going to say, oh, this is a road, so I'm going to draw a line and say road. You're just going to draw the road, or you're just going to draw the castle, or whatever. Uh, we'll all take turns drawing on this map, so you don't have to worry about drawing well. Every drawing is good enough, so um, listeners at home will be able to see this drawing if they go to our YouTube. Um, but you'll also be able to see it based on... Um, I'm going to save it kind of after every suite, after every part of the game that we go through, so you can see the evolution of it all. Um, the turn summary card explains how play works from week to week, and we'll go over that soon. Uh, the dice that we use in this game are actually project dice. When our community starts a project, we'll place one on the map to note how many weeks it will take to finish. Each week, the dice take down by one. When a die reaches zero, the project is complete. We have contempt tokens. Uh, contempt tokens represent the simmering tensions in the community. And so what that means is if you, as a player, disagree what somebody else does, or you say, oh, that's like going to cause some trouble for what I think is in the community, you're going to use that contempt token, and we'll get to that later. Um, the deck of cards represents our quiet year. Each suit is a season. So I think, you know, spades, hearts, clubs, that kind of stuff. It's really spring, summer, winter, and fall uh, throughout the year. Uh, this season uh, will go through up to winter. And in winter, when the king of spades is drawn, there will be a nuclear fallout that happens. That means a year has passed, and as the bombs expand... A storm will come that will bring nuclear fallout to the area and make it uninhabitable. So it is key what the community does within this first year. Um, so I have magically, by the power of the internet, shuffled our cards. And we're going to talk about our role. 
When we play The Quiet Year, we don't control specific characters or act out scenes. Instead, we all act as abstract social forces within the community. At any point, we might be representing a single person or a great many. This is a story about the social forces and their impact on the land rather than being about specific individuals. At the same time, we're playing as the community, so we're also looking for opportunities to introduce new and interesting challenges into the story. It is our job to make sure that there are always difficult tension, difficult decisions being made and uncertainties to be explored. As we introduce interesting challenges for the community and then figure out how to address them, tensions will emerge that ultimately reveal the character and future of our community. So before the first week of play, we establish a general landscape for our map. This begins with a brief discussion about the general terrain and habitat. This can all be as simple as saying, uh, how about a community in a rocky desert? And everyone is nodding in agreement. Once we agree, each of us introduces one detail about the local terrain and then sketches it onto the map. These sketches should be rough and simple, leaving lots of blank space for additions during play. The community itself should be fairly large on the map, perhaps taking up one third of the sheet. Usually the community has around 60 to 80 members. For the sake of this game, I'm saying two to 3,000 people. If you look at US Census uh, information for like small towns that have, you know, resources that have stuff, generally two to 3,000 people, it's a pretty good estimate. So. What we're going to do is we're each going to go around and we're going to start playing the game. Uh, so each of you come up with an idea for a terrain that you would like to add, explain what it is, and draw it on the map. So what you're going to draw on the map is on the left-hand side, the paintbrush there. That's your drawing implement. You can zoom in and out to make it more detail, more fine. Um, that is your drawing implement. If you look on the map at hand, the um, circle is the community. Um, so that is where the community is centered. I haven't drawn anything yet, um, but that is where the community is. Um, Dave, can you drop us onto the uh, map page? We're currently looking at the landing page. Just some. I yeah. can do that for you. Yeah. Think. There you go. Oh, a circle. Wow. Ominous circle on a blank map. It's very intimidating. Uh, Jared, do you wanna do you wanna go off start us first? I feel like I've been talking for everybody. Do you wanna um, draw in a little piece of terrain or landscape that you think would exist? Yeah. Uh, so we're we're talking uh, Midwest, and we want some type of uh, unique landscape. Um, so our community is kind of developed as sort of a touristy trap. There's probably you know, maybe an interstate goes through here, maybe like a Route 66 type thing, um, where it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and my, my apologies to anyone who lives in the Midwest. Uh, one of the first things that came to mind was like a salt flat. So similar to what you see like in, you know, like New Mexico or anything like that, maybe just an old ocean bed or old seabed that's dried up and just has, you know... Uh, a ton of salt deposit, so plenty of like sodium chloride, maybe some other uh, like crystalline stuff. But it's just maybe some folks go out there to like drag race or something. Who knows? But it's just you know like an old sort of just salt flat. Now um, I'll try to draw that someplace, but you know we'll 
We'll see what we can do. You can do your best. I like that idea. My my best I... is pretty terrible because I'm no artist. I want to go to a salt flat sometime. I think that would be, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to spend like, you know, a whole week in a salt <laughs> flat, but I would like to yeah. go see it. You're trying to be fancy with this drawing. I can already feel it. <laughs> it's salt flat. Just make it flat. Yeah, well, I'm Look I'm getting that. there. I'm getting there. Look at that. That's a nice we'll, salt flat. <clears throat> and we got to get the cracks in there. Oh, dang. Look at him. He's zooming in. He's getting those cracks in the salt flat. He's making it nice. That's good. I like that. And I don't know about giving it any depth or anything, but we'll, um, I don't know. Let's see here. Let's, yeah, I don't like that. Don't like that. Don't like that. We'll, we'll stick with that for our soft lab because eventually like we've got to get 50 plus details in here. So I don't need to get two. Yes, I agree. All right. Uh, Cody, you're up next. Give me a, a piece of landscape. Ooh. Um, I don't know if so much as like landscape, but it's abandoned at least. But I'm thinking like a lot of small towns end up kind of they were like these destinations because they had some sort of like manufacturing that was happening there. And then for whatever reason, that manufacturing had to stop. So what I'm imagining is some sort of um, um, I don't know, maybe like a, a textile mill kind of situation. Um where they had like this huge sort of factory that was producing a lot of of goods, um, and for whatever reason they closed down, um, and now it's sort of this like uh, uh, ominous building that's kind of just on like the horizon from like the main town. A lot of people used to work there, but if you're like in the main town, you just see the smokestacks. Right, so a lot of the rest of the building has kind of obscured by other things. But no matter where you are in town, you still see the smokestacks of, like, this abandoned factory. So was it, like, rendered redundant, maybe, or obsolete? Something or... like that, okay. yeah. Just for whatever reason, <clears throat> it had to close down. All the jobs sort of went with it, and that's how sort of the town got... It's like uh, the Midwest dirigible. a little bit. The, yeah. The dirigible factory or something. like. Uh, I don't know how to draw, so we're going to just... D do yourself a yeah do yourself like a cube yeah okay all right all right all right yeah, he's, doing. he's getting in there he's doing it he did there you it. go you did it something like that yeah. you did it um yeah i like that I, th I think that's a that's an interesting piece of like you know because think about how much like like rust belt stuff like how that becomes a part of the landscape like when you're exactly talking about the, like that becomes that becomes almost like a, a feature but like don't go there you know, it's like yeah. urban hiking. Like if you think about that, it's like um, <laughs> yes, only, only ne'er do wells uh, go over there. Exactly what I'm thinking. It 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 it's become it, it's been abandoned for long enough that it's no longer like a place in town. It's just a feature of the landscape in the surrounding area. Like no trespassing signs. Like hundreds of yards before. Mm -hmm. Like yeah this asteroid belt of like broken glass beer bottles as you get close to it. Yeah. Like I, I dig it. I like that. Um, I think, so I've been thinking about, about landscape and like what, 
what would make the most sense for Kansas. Um, I don't think that you have a lot of mountains um, out that area, but sometimes there's just like, you know, like a rock formation. Um, and when I, when I talk about this rock formation, I don't want to be like, oh, it's like a giant, like people are going to like, like professional climbers are going to have to climb this. It's like, no, it's a rock formation that like, if you are a teenager, you could probably climb up, but it's like tall enough so that like, it's as tall as like, oh, maybe like a three or four story building, <coughs> but a, it's like, so weird protrusion like a- on an otherwise very flat surface. Right. It's like somebody dumped a bunch of boulders here back in like a very old. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know how like, like a the, Dolly Sods kind of area. Like Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum was made out of like uh, river rock. Yeah. And then like, uh oh, we have excess. Well, we got to yeah. put it somewhere. I like it. Um, but the, the thing is, unfortunately, where this is located is. Um, not at the very it's, it's located actually in town but it's you know it would be a good place when the geographers go there to like actually like find what the center of america is and unfortunately for them it's slightly off center this like giant pile like tower oh like gosh so it just coincidentally was like the center point and now it's sort of the uh unofficial like marker of uh right Right, it's just like a, a pile of rocks that just kind of like is like a tower down here uh, in this part of the map, and it's like they have de- denoters for like. So if you go to Key West and you go to the most southern point of the United States, oh, like mile zero, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the most southern point of the United States. But just kidding, that's actually not the most southern point of the United States geographically. That's actually on a military base that's in Key West, and nobody's allowed to go there. So they have like the touristy most southern. <coughs> yeah. Th- this is where the Instagram pictures would be. Yes, this giant pile of rocks. <laughs> um, it would be it. Um, I have say... people defaced the rocks? Like you know how any other type of natural? Like have people spray painted them or carved like you know um, DC loves? You know like. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the case on like some of them is like somebody's like made it into an art project and they're like, oh, who's the artist for this? And the people are like, oh, we don't we don't remember. <laughs> we don't talk about them. Right. Um, OK, I think we should do another piece of landscape. Does anybody have any ideas? I think one more. Piece I've got a, good. I've got a great one. All right. I was listening. One of the things I, I have a long commute and. I listen to a few different podcasts and things like that, and I really like um, like these like disaster podcasts, and they can be like different kinds, plane crashes and things like that. But been really into caving accidents lately. Okay, okay. And one of the ones that really stuck with me, it's this place called the Shaft, and it's in Australia. And essentially, what it is is it's this hole in a farmer's field. And it drops down like 23 meters, and then it's this huge underwater or uh, limestone cavern that's filled with water. Um, and it, that's just so. And it goes down like 500 meters or something absurd like that from this hole in the ground in this farmer's field. Um, there is limestone caves in Kansas. I do know that. Uh, I don't know if they have a similarly scary hole in the ground. 
but I think that would be kind of cool to have, um, you know, kind of just like literally just a, a like a few feet wide across hole, but underneath of it's this huge underwater cave system. I like that. I mean, that would make sense with like aquifers and and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know some of the oil and gas industries out there. Like that would that would make that would make sense. I like it. Where is it going to go? Where are you going to draw it in at? You know, that is a good question. I think maybe just just kind of just down there, just down there, little small hole. I like that and it's small underneath of it. I mean, this is this is all like underground, but underground there would be it the, the drops, and then it just kind of biters out, kind of like kind of like a large reservoir stuff. Spiders along. I like it. Yeah, but from the from above ground, it's just you wouldn't even really know it was there. Some of the local kids and things, and people might know that it's it's there, Um, but unless you knew what you were looking for, you'd never be able to find it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Jared, you got any ideas for a landscape? I do have an idea. Uh, So. Um, I'm taking some inspiration from mine and David's hometown and the uh, the road to nowhere that oh, for God. 20 <laughs> or so years just kind of existed without any type of connection. And we're finally slowly getting there. So I have this thought of a corridor because, you know, Kansas only has like a few interstates running through it, but there's this potential to connect it to the southern states of Oklahoma and Texas and connect to like uh, I believe it's a I-35 yeah so potentially connect to like um, I-35 so I'm going to call this Corridor X and what this was is literally a um, a project where they were attempting to create this corridor between uh, this city in Kansas to reach down to 35 so more traffic could come through. And um, I'm not sure if construction stopped because of the bombs or it was just one of those things they ran out of funding and they were waiting for fresh funding or it was just one of those, like in our town, like a 30-year project that's just been like an absolute logistic nightmare. So um, I'm going to make our... uh, corridor x here so we'll have a um let's see here we've got a winding road and like i can imagine the townspeople being like oh we're, we'll be so like everybody's lobbying to finish corridor x like everybody's lobbying to be like all right we're gonna we're gonna do it one day one day it's gonna be here and it's gonna change everything <laughs> it's uh terrible but it'll work i like it should have probably picked a different color than yellow but i'll uh i'll work on that i mean i i i like the idea of having this like like it's not quite there yet like it's, yeah like it's been a work in progress so basically you've got and i don't know if anyone's even invested in putting like businesses gas stations anything like that on this asphalt road it's just kind of exists maybe there is a little bit of sprawl that came from like the city down the corridor but like the further you go, the less there is, and it's just kind of pristine asphalt that eventually just peters out into like dirt in a field. I like it. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, I think that's enough for landscape. Uh, so next we're going to move on to resources. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to name an important resource for the community, something we either may have in abundance or scarcity. So we're not going to draw it just quite yet. Um, but like examples of that would be like clean drinking water, adequate shelter or fish. Um, choosing a resource makes it important if it wasn't already. So if you pick gasoline, it becomes something your community wants or needs. So um, let's go ahead and let's pick some resources for what this community is. <coughs> I'll start and I will say that this community um, a resource that they have is the manifestation of hope. The manifestation of hope. They're, they you know manifestation <laughs> of hope. Okay. That's something you could have in abundance or scarcity within the world of Fallout. There really is no in-between, is there? Yeah. Nope. Uh, Jared, what about you? You got a resource? It doesn't have to be something as heady as like, that. I, but... I know, like, and I don't want to be, like, water. You know, I don't want to make something, like, super tangible or anything like that. Um, I think... I'm reminded of, like, the storyline of Jaws where the folks on Martha's Vineyard are, like, tourism. Like, that is what keeps this place alive. Like, the main... We've already established that we have this factory that closed down that was probably a big part of the previous economy. And I think a lot of what they got in was just sort of outside money. So, I think... um, I think tourism or um, is that the term I want to use? Uh, tourism or hospitality? Which one do I want to use? Because th- they they survived off being like kind and inviting people in and showing them a good time. And I think during a nuclear winter where you're one of the few places that didn't get hit, that is still going to be something that would be very valuable and something that you like live by the sword die by the sword thing um let's uh let's uh, i'm I'm gonna go with hospitality because i think it's a bit more general than like tourism it sounds it sounds a a bit less predatory so um that is a very uh high level non-tangible thing but i i think we can work with it i like it all right, Cody, you got a resource for us? Can I do a scarcity one? We, we will decide after this. It has to be a resource. Like, one of these is going to be in abundance, and the rest are going to be in scarcity. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of going with that, like, theme of, you know, uh, a small town that had one identity and is desperately trying to capture a new one through sort of this tourism thing, get this road built. They have a lot of hope going for it. 
um, something that they would need in order to do that is um, lots of uh, um, I guess housing but like hotels and things like that essentially a lot of places um, that could be lived in either short term like on a short term okay so so you, you we're thinking like uh like vacancies almost yes okay yeah that's yes, because exactly. like that's you're talking about there there are like twice as many beds as there are residents like that right. type of deal go, yeah it, but it could go kind of either way it could be like are these new is this new construction that they're trying to get up <clears throat> from outside money being new hotels it could also be the flavor of well, there was a lot more people that used to live in this town, but now that some of the jobs have went away, there's a bunch of abandoned houses. Like empty houses, yeah. Yeah, it could be fixed up and made nice, but for right now, there's nobody in them. So it could go kind of either way, depending on um, different circumstances. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to quantify that. Like, into like, I like that. I'm trying to figure out, like, how... Well, think about Fallout in particular, because, like, when you build a settlement, like, one of your number one resources is beds Mm -hmm. and to have a place that's got like we actually have shelters to put people (laughs) you know like it's we may not have water and we may not have food but we just so happen to be in an area where we can put a roof over a lot of heads yeah i think like available real estate i think is so like real estate like as a real estate okay i think a good one for what Cody's talking about. Yeah. Um, mine, uh, we're going to kind of do uh, another round of resources. Uh, mine would actually be animals. Just animals. Okay. Reasonable. Um, uh, we're talking a area that has a lot of uh, farmland and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, animals. Animals. That's, I like it. Uh, Jared, you got one? Oh, let's see here. So we've got some high-level stuff. We've got some tangible stuff. Um, let's see here. Um, I'll have to think about this a little bit. Like, I'll try to mix it up some because I, we have some tangibles. We have some, like, thoughts. Um, I'm curious if there's something, like, more, like, um, well, you mentioned Manifestation of Hope because I was almost thinking, like, something spiritual. And that's, um, oh, let's say, uh, I'm I'm trying to think not necessarily empathy, but sort of like mental fortitude. Um, Like, um, this is already an area that's gone through like a lot of stress and is having an identity crisis and is only going to be going through a bit more. And I don't really want to turn this into like a, a, like quantifying mental health or anything like that. Would this be like, culture like to have mm-hmm. an abundance of culture in your community like everybody or, or identity. identity like uh like a self like a or not even like self-actualization but like a, a um maybe maybe identity does that make sense like you know yeah. like trying to you, you have so many people coming in and sort of influencing your um your life and your home and all this stuff, you don't necessarily want to lose your identity because that's kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
So maybe we'll, um, I'll, I'll call that like sense of identity. I, I think that helps like describe that a little bit more. Uh, Cody, do you have a resource to add to the pool? Wood. Wood. I like wood. it. Simple. Yeah. You always need wood. That's good. Wood. All right, so we have six different resources. So now we're going to choose one of those resources to be in abundance. And whoever named that resource in abundance draws it on the map. And the rest are in scarcity. And the remaining players figure out how to draw a lack of these resources on the map. Remember, common symbols are fine. We also keep track of our abundances and scarcities in a separate thing. So once we decide what's in abundance, that's this community has this in abundance and the rest they have in scarcity. So what's in abundance? What of these six things, the manifestation of hope, hospitality, real estate, animals, sense of identity, and wood? What's in abundance? My it's free real estate. Yeah, like my my gut went with real estate first, just the way Cody kind of described the the situation it being a tourist town. That that's kind of where my gut went first. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. I kind of like the idea I like the idea that like America came in and like brought a bunch of like uh, like quick fab homes and like quick fa- quick fab things <coughs> to like build up like you know how they used to do in like western towns they would have like all everything would be like fab that you come up but this stuff yeah. is all like 1950s quick fab that they're just like throwing up very quickly to try to generate this town and they're like oh well this is gonna be like our world's fair but it's 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 at the center point of america so it's gonna be the the center of america and we're gonna build all this stuff but it's like not n- n- nobody goes to it <laughs> so yeah, there's an abundance well, like, like a like some of the ghost towns like in uh China, where they've it's, like built these cities with the expectation that people would move in and do something with them, and then it just doesn't happen. Gosh, you know, it, an amazing part of that could be it's like got all of this outside investment. This road was almost completed because this was going to be like a major, like, heartland city that was going to be built up, and they built all of these really fancy gated communities. And then nobody showed up to live in them. So you have all of these like really nice houses, really well built communities. Nobody lives like, in them. It, all the people in, in addition, the town, none of the people that actually lived in the town ever had the money to buy any of the houses. So instead of using them, they're just these mansions that are abandoned. It's like the District 12 housing for the winners. Like no one ever won in District 12 and Hunger Games. So like there's just these mansions that just go like unlived in but yeah in addition to like the prefab stuff in addition to like the hotels slash motels where you know you're trying to get people to visit in addition to like trying to get people to like you know live here whatever so yeah i think uh i i do like real estate if everyone else likes real estate we got a bunch of houses no bodies in them I kind of like that, and, I, and I'm thinking about like American history and what, like like the original founders would like. I'm trying to think of like things that are like specifically American for this, and I'm thinking about John Locke because his whole thing was like life, liberty, and the right to own property. Um, <laughs> so like, what if that was like their like, like they were so focused on like, oh, that's a core tenet of the American value that like we have 
failed on. And so in this community, you can have property. If you come here, you can live here. <laughs> like, yeah. but nobody comes. So like, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm like, trying to think of a way to like you know, visualize. Beautiful houses with one acre plots. Um, coming soon, corridor whatever, connecting to the, the great uh, United States interstate system. Um, yeah, selling on. It's like it's yeah, perfect. really. It's like it's like this this community that had like a bunch of these natural resources. They had this like factory going. They had this like salt flat yeah. and like mining opportunities. <clears throat> and the town was like, "Yes, we're going to be it. We have all of these things going for us. Build the houses now. Just build them all." And then <laughs> and then it just never happened. <laughs> They never actually blew up, but they put everything in place like they would. I, I, I'm thinking. I, I really like this idea of like like what we're describing is like this like perfect suburbia that some some developer built. Like the American government built suburbia, and no one came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's you know, so it's, Fallout too. Or it's we're like, like quintessential. Or we're like four years into a five-year plan and the bombs fell or something. Like it doesn't even need to be like yes. It it doesn't have to be like a failure to launch. It could have been like dude, and that we were on the cusp. Like this was actually the abundance of hope. Like they had, like this was going to happen for them. Everything was in, in place, and then the world just blew up. So how are we gonna draw? You know. In, single small drawing an abundance of of this real estate and i'm i'm trying to think around like like an initiative like so, like what would be something that we could draw that would be okay i've i've got an idea um okay. I'll, I'll try to do it <coughs> but my thought is a um a cul-de-sac i was gonna with say just like yeah. houses lining a cul-de-sac yep. yeah i like that is the thought so um just- i'm gonna put it near the south here because that makes sense to me because it's near a corridor X. Yeah. But we'll do a um let's see here. We'll have our phallic cul de sac. So you're thinking outside of the community? Uh well I mean this is just kind of representing so does it need to be in the circle to be inside the community? I mean I would put it I, yeah uh, inside of inside the circle I think would be done. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a penis with some gems on it. Wow! This is uh, this is things, can't you? This is a uh, Prince Edward Drive, or Prince Albert Drive, right? It's Prince Albert. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not up on my uh, genital piercing slang. Me either. That's not something I tend to keep up with. Um, oh, yeah, like I think second time this week I've heard about. Somebody bring Prince I think we just invented suburbia or the lack thereof. Um, now we've got our cult of Sectron in to show our abundance of real estate. <clears throat> now we have to we have to come up with how we can symbolize these scarcities. Um, animals, sense of identity, hospitality, and the manifestation of hope. And wood. Wood. Oh, and I, wood. Yeah. I think uh, the scarcity of wood, the easiest thing would probably be like a stump. Yeah, like there's just been the, somebody has cut down a bunch, like there was like a small forest. So I just And maybe out. that stump is near where the corridor is. 
Yeah, maybe so. Like, maybe that's why this, this area was black. like clear cut. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll get a uh, I'll I'll get cracking on a, a stump down here. I would like to think the uh, the scarcity of animals is actually due to there being a zoo. Um, that just like they built the zoo, like they have an abundance of real estate. They built the zoo and they tried to house local fauna in the zoo, and like it just wasn't. It was equipped for like lions and tigers and not like whatever's in Kansas. And they all just started dying. And so there's just like this empty zoo that has like two or three anim- animals in it. Like, it's just like, uh, uh, you know, thinking of like kitschy, kitschy thing, um, I think that I'm going to draw that in. The only thing I, the only thing I would say that they actually have in this zoo um, is not a local animal, but they did manage to get like an elf. Like, they just like a have what? An elf. Sorry. Like also just one pack of derm yeah they got like one and that's it and the rest like they accidentally killed or they <laughs> may have just been team. like oh yeah like maybe whoever the zookeepers were like it just the the animal delivery came before the zookeepers did yes or and they, they bought them from it. like uh gary's discount zoo animals or yes i like it you've been working on wood yeah, so I've got a, a stump down there near Corridor X. Stump. All right. Um, what about... How do we like represent the hospitality, the manifestation of hope, and the sense of identity and scarcity? Like, what um, like what represents that physically? In scarcity? In scarcity? I don't know about yeah. the manifestation of hope and scarcity, <clears throat> but hospitality um the opposite of hospitality the would just be like a big middle finger <laughs> just a lot of guns just a lot like just lot some of guns. nimby bullshit like just, yeah just like a, a firework gun store like combo that's just like a mega center and that's like the place to go everybody well, and knows not so it are we saying that for sense of identity or hospitality? Because sense of identity, like if you have downgraded yourself to being the place to go for fireworks and that's what you're known for, like that's pretty, that feels pretty, uh, America dystopia. I kind of like that. Like make it be the, um, like the phantom, you know, like you go to the phantom fireworks are always like in South. They've got like the yeah there that's like showing off the fireworks. Like that's what you're known for now. That's really what people come for is just the fireworks. Yeah, because they can buy mortars here, and right. they can I, on the border states. I think for sense of identity, I think that makes them okay. I'll I'll try to draw a fireworks yeah. store, and I think that needs to be like, uh, is that in the community or outside the community? I think that's going to be like. I think it's like the first thing like right like on the edge of the community yeah it's like, like that's this is this is the first thing you see when you come to this town <laughs> what do you think about um hospitality then we can kind of around on that like how do we how do big we middle finger that? draw a lack of hospitality um like how, are we talking big middle finger I, I kind of 
joke a little bit, but what if there's a what if? All right, so this is in the corridor idea. What if there's like a border patrol, like a, a gate that you got to come Ooh. through to get into town, and it's like, what do you do before you go in? Like you got to have, like it's not even built yet, but they're still like trying yeah. to gate people. I think that's a I think that's a good one for hospitality of a way to like symbolize that of just like a big gate. Because that's yeah, the because we've gone from being like super wel- welcoming to being super paranoid because we're going to have all these people flood into our city and we want to make sure they're desirable. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to draw in a gate here, kind of like a gate at the front of the community right here. Doors. Oh, that's just my symbol for gate. Um, and I think we got one last one, which is manifestation, manifestation of hope. How do we draw that scarcity? Um, manifest lack of the manifestation of hope. I mean, uh, what is like the symbol of hopelessness and the ability to generate hope? Um, it's almost like good things happening versus bad things happening. Like I, I think, like when you when you're losing hope, like maybe stores shutting down, maybe that factory is kind of like, um, yeah like a symbol of the loss of hope uh maybe it's um a dwindling population or an aging population uh maybe everyone over the uh, maybe the 18 to 25 demographic is just piecing out of this oh, place no 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 no, no. i got it. okay, okay. What, do you, what do you got the lack of a manifestation of hope would be an end of the world cult who would turn out to be correct oh my god because like when this stuff starts happening there is this going to be a massive crisis of faith yes like it's just like the doomsday stuff and it's like holy shit they've been preaching revelations for a good long while and stuff just (laughs) happened and they were right yeah they were they were they were the one they were like this isn't going to be a thing. Nobody's going to get out of here. We're all going to die. And we're also right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah maybe uh, the lack of a manifestation of hope is like this gives credence to some like cult of personality leader. The manifestation you've got of like you. a you've got like a David Koresh character that just got a whole big bump in uh uh, feasibility and yeah. people that like don't feel like going on they're like okay I just need to embrace the end yes <clears throat> correct this is all perfect how do we draw that do we just draw like, a little compound we draw, do you just draw a guy we need a, a cult symbol we need, we need like a a symbol for a cult symbol for a cult um, okay alright now hear me out do we want to stay independent of the children of Adam? Yeah, because this is... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. Like, do we want, like, proto? Like, you know, when you think because about... It could be proto. Because, like, yeah, because if if this turns out to be a religion, almost every major religion ends up having its own denominations that sprout off later, sooner or later. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, so, it feels, like, perfect for that. Because, like... I mean, if we call it... People, you have these people who are, like, preaching, like... Yeah, doomsday is coming. Like, prepare. All this good shit you guys are doing isn't going to happen. Prepare for the worst. 
and then the and, worst happens and they're gonna be like this is the sign from our god that we yeah. were right all and along. then like future yes. religions they view this Pretty individual much. as a prophet so you get these spinoff religions that could eventually be the children of adam here's an idea okay and this is a play on words call it children of a doom and that's one of the you know the fallout things when you go to look at the like novak like you like go to no look vacancy yeah yeah no vacancy children of a doom and they know that a doom is coming like a the manifestation of doom is coming children of a doom or something a doom or like i'm thinking about like a doom as like a doomsday cult or it could mm-hmm. be like the doom i don't know but the, that's kind of like where my brain is going to of like I, I like the idea of like using that word doom when we're talking about like an end of the world cult all right so i just, just call them just call them doomers that's what doomers. people who the people doomers. who aren't in the cult just call them the doomers okay so i'll let me uh let me see what we can do here i'm gonna start with undo i don't want that i want might have to freehand this and that's gonna be a problem so freehand uh let's see here that might be too light of a color let's go purple so we're gonna start with basically this shape that kind of looks like a chunk out of the earth maybe like some spike or something like i don't know hopefully i didn't create some weird sex thing i think you're fine it is now it's a, it's now a sex thing doomers i like that name doomers like the like like the children of adam are like oh we will one day see enlightenment through the power of adam's grace by the power of Adam, we do all this stuff, and the Doomers are like, "Yeah, we all gonna die." Yeah, it, they're they're like um uh, like, what what is it from like Da Vinci Code where they like they've got the Catholics, but then you've got the Opus Die right that are like mutilating themselves in the name of whatever. Like that was the bad guy from uh, the Da Vinci Code movie that was played by um uh the Vision from Avengers, Paul Bettany. Oh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I think There's that's like, like... An, I think that's like an important distinction, though, because like the children of Adam are like they're hopeful that they can like reach that enlightenment. The Doomers just believe that there was going to be doom, and they got their doom, but they still have to live in the doom. Yeah, they were right, like but they, 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 they were right, but they were hoping the Hellboff Comet would take them off the it's planet. Still, so like so now they're so now they're kind of having a crisis of faith too that like it happened but why didn't we go? <laughs> this is well, a double edged sword. We're still here. <laughs> we yeah. had this doom all around us. We were right about that and then missed our shit town. Are you kidding me?